Hey, it's D. We uh, just wrapped up this conversation between Tip and I about how to efficiently spend your money and your in-game resources in Clash. And it's two hours later, and there's no way, even with Tip's OP editing magic, for him to get it down into a single episode. <laughs> so we're going to break this into two parts. In this episode, you'll hear how to spend your hard-earned dollars in the cash shop and how to convert that amount of money into in-game progress in an efficient way. Welcome to the Class Tips Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, my man T. How was your holiday? It was pretty good, man. I was actually allowed for once by my family to cook the turkey the way I wanted to cook it, <laughs> which is usually a contentious issue in our household. If, but if, uh, if my family allowed me to cook a dang thing, everything <laughs> would be black. So <laughs> there's no chance of that happening with me for sure. You're de you definitely got the skills when it comes to cooking, and I most definitely do not. <laughs> yeah, if, if if people want to come by uh, to our Discord, I always share my cooking, and uh, it's something. Like, if you can imagine the amount of spreadsheets that I use for Clash of Clans, I have a similar amount of spreadsheets for my cooking <laughs> <So> and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I spent the same amount of time learning how to cook and, and do all these things. Like, it's like everything in my life. That's I, I like mastering stuff. So, you know, Thanksgiving is one of those contentious holidays where, you know, my family's Italian and Italian cooking <laughs> in my family is delicious. If you make anything like Italian related, awesome. American cooking in my family is a bit of a hit or miss. <laughs> and Thanksgiving was one of those things that, that we missed on. So uh, I finally got to take the, the to, to, let's try that again. <laughs> I finally got to um, cook the actual turkey and it came out great. And my father usually tries to like helpfully, but not so helpfully suggest things that are actual sabotages. <laughs> and he, he didn't do that this year. So it was, it was oh, great good for him. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So That's we had a good awesome. time. We made a lot of good food. It, it was it was nice. I think the big question is, what does Coco Jet think of your family and tea cooking and all of that? Uh, she loves my family. She's frustrated that they tend to like ask me to do something and then not just let me do it. <laughs> 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 and that's like a pet peeve of mine that she knows annoys me where like if if someone says to me, hey, T, how do I rush? And I give them all the guidelines of rushing and then they're like, cool, I'm not going to do any of that. I get annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you ask in the first place? Right. On, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, like uh, two years ago, my family asked me to cook the turkey and um, I was like, OK, this is the kind of turkey that I need. This is the size of the turkey. This is what we're going to do. I'll come over these times and I will do these things. And then like, it was all good. And then we get to it. And I was like, you know, I had asked for a 13 pound turkey. My father purchased a 24 pound turkey, which you can't cook the same way as a 13 pound turkey. It doesn't, doesn't work. If you try to cook it the same way, you will, you'll pull a tip and you'll have a black turkey and it'll be real bad. <laughs> pull a tip. <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken in so many different contexts. Hey, listen, uh, everybody knows what I was talking about. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, she loves my family. Like they get along really well. It's, it's great that we don't have the typical like in-law stuff. Like I love her family. She loves my family. Like it's, it's a good pairing. And uh, she will tell you if you, if you doubt my word on my cooking, just go ahead and ask her. Cause I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. A ask her right now. <laughs> Message her on discord and be like, Hey, discord chat. How, how's, uh, how's tea's cooking? And she'll be like, oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you ask tips girl how's tips cooking <laughs> it's it's bad <laughs> she'll she'll just be like uh you mean his his trash disposal his trash disposal is great i burn toast <laughs> uh, how about you, you man how was how was your thanksgiving it was good it was good i was gonna ask you did you play any board games over thanksgiving because that's always big with me is mm. if we don't do something and and it's true with my wife's family and it's also true with my family if we somebody doesn't actively get up and do something then we're just going to sit around and watch football all day and that <laughs> to me is one of the most boring activities nobody talks nobody interacts mm. all that we do is we just <laughs> coco just posted a discord and said yes tea's cooking is amazing <laughs> 
that's great. Just popped I, up on my screen as we're recording right now. <laughs> I, I I told you, like we're a good pair, and I don't I don't have to lie. I don't have to do nothing. I can just like it, the people in EYG used to try to get me in trouble because I'd be like, oh my god, T's talking to a woman, and they'd be like, they try to ping her and get get me in trouble, and I'd be like, she knows, she knows everybody. I like I talk like we share. We're a good partnership. And we care about each other. So like, yeah. there's no getting, in, there's no getting me in trouble. Go ahead. <laughs> Ping my fiance wherever you want. Like she will tell you exactly the same things that I'm telling you. So big question. Did you play any board games over the Thanksgiving holiday? Uh, so it's funny. Normally we have really big holidays in my family. Um, it's usually like 25 plus adults and like 10 plus, you know, teenage ish kids ranging from like six to 20. But this year, uh, and kind of like the last year too, since COVID hit, we, we've got some older adults in my family that have some health issues and not everybody is vaccinated, which let's not go into the details on right. that one. But like, mm -hmm. more or less, all, all you need to know is like, since COVID, we've kind of like scaled down the size of our, um, our Thanksgiving and our, our Christmas and all of those things. And so for Thanksgiving, it was just me, uh, my fiance, and my parents. And so uh, my father only purchased a 19 pound turkey for four only 19 adults. Pounds. Only 19. <laughs> <laughs> That's massive for four adults. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Tit Scroll, I think, and, and don't quote me on this, because again, Tip cannot cook. Tip can't do anything <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> but I think she had a 20 pound turkey for 15. Adults, yeah. I think we had 10 to 15 people. And, and that'll give you a, a lot of leftovers. Like yes. the typical guideline is eight to 10 pound turkey will feed roughly 10 adults. Increase that by 80% and reduce the serving amount by uh, 30, <laughs> reduce it to 30%. <laughs> and you have my, my father's uh, thing. And here's the best part. He, he said that because he wanted leftovers. And then, so we carved half leftovers for days. <laughs> yeah. Not, not just days, man. Weeks. Yeah. We, we carved <laughs> half the Turkey. So one breast, one thigh, one wing, one drumstick. And we had leftovers from that. And then we still had a whole half of a Turkey. And the best part is as I'm carving all the leftovers, my dad's just like, I just want the breast meat. You can take all of the leg meat. And I'm like, what do you mean I can take all the leg meat? There's like 15 pounds of leg meat. What am I going to do with all this? <laughs> T's going to be eating turkey sandwiches all week long for the next yeah. three weeks. Yeah. And we're going to make like turkey soup. Like I, I have so much turkey. I don't even know what to do with it all. Like literally, I don't even know what to do with it all. But yeah. anyways, I'm, I'm glad everybody had a good holiday. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can make a cooking podcast of just, you know. This. <laughs> You'd be the only one talking because I, I know. have no clue what to talk about. <laughs> All right, but, but but tell me, I know you've played some. You posted a little bit in our Discord on a couple of the games you play, but but what other games did you play? And, and uh, uh, so mostly with uh, mostly with uh, my nephews, we played Dragon Farkle. Just it's it's a dice roll the dice, push your luck game that has kind of an army and military fighting a dragon aspect to it. So it's got a cool theme. Mm -hmm. It's super easy to pick up, super easy to play. And they're all teenagers. So they range in age from, I think, 19 down to 13. And there are four of them. And so it was a good game to just bring them in, get them off their phones and have a good time with their uncle Brian. Yeah. And I think push your luck is a, is the perfect kind of genre for that level of we don't really want to think about strategy ne right. necessarily but we want to still have like decisions to make because like one of the things that i don't super love about some party games where it's like you're just there for the experience and you're not actually making any decisions and it's kind of like well why am i playing a game we could be doing a million other things that are just mm -hmm. like silly yeah. um but it was I like either that luck, you know it was either that or watch football and and i mean i don't mind watching football but football all day I think that the Dallas Cowboys were playing against uh, the Raiders and I mean, it was great. It was nice, but I would, I'm, I'm the type of nerd that I would much be much rather be playing a board game rather than watching a football game. I don't know. How are you on that? I, I don't know. I like watching games with people. I, I think I'm more like you where it's like, there are times and moments where I'm like, yeah, this is fun watching a football game. And then there, most of the other times, I'm just like, I would rather be doing anything else on the planet than be watching <laughs> the sports. Yeah. So I don't know. It's tough, man. Like I, I, my family, 
Um, my brother-in-law's from Texas, so Thanksgiving Dallas football means he wants mm-hmm. to watch that. So like, I but get it's that. fun. Yeah, it's yeah. fun when he's there because he's so excited about it and he's so interested in it that it becomes more fun for me. I think we talked before where I'm I'm like into whatever other people are into. Like if you're passionate about a thing and you can talk to me with passion, I'm curious. I'm interested. I, I'm excited to be a part of that with you. Hence, but we if- will not be starting a cooking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like my, my brother-in-law was in Texas with his um, with his family and that just meant like, okay, well, I don't have that little extra excitement of someone who's like, like really passionate about the players and really passionate about the sport. And then it's just kind of boring, you know? Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, I'm, I, I know, you know, you think it's boring as a base, but for me, it's like, <laughs> you know, like I, I'll go to somebody's football party and uh, like watch a game with people and I'll have a great time. Mm-hmm. But, but I wouldn't just like, if, if at, on the other hand, if I just like gone to my couch and put the game on and sat there i would be bored out of my mind yeah you know same game same everything else like i could make all the food or whatever but if i don't have the people to share it with then i i couldn't care less yeah good point very good point so did you clash at all uh over thanksgiving or did you kind of give it a break oh man i clashed a ton that uh really yeah that's interesting well i'm uh, let me let me paraphrase or let me let me let me be a little more specific about when i clashed i cooked from like 12 uh, noon until we started eating, which was like 4.30. So from that period, I wasn't clashing at all. But that morning I was clashing and that afternoon I was clashing. And it's the 99% troop discount mm-hmm. is amazing. Yep. I yep. love it. It's so good. And especially because like, you know, we've talked about farming before and I always bring um, at least three but usually six lightning spells for most of my farming hits because Mm -hmm. i like to be able to zap you know every once in a while you see a base and it's got full de drills but like one of them is just buried in a place that would take way too much effort to get well just zap it zap it Mm -hmm. three times and move on yeah Um, trade trade an elixir for de yeah exactly and that's that's fine i i do that with gold too you know especially in town of 14 you have to make some sacrifices you need that dark elixir and sometimes you miss it by accident. And so you have to rescue it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But with this discount, I don't even care. I will zap every dark elixir drill on every base and not <laughs> care at all. It's like, okay, I can trade 20 elixir for 2000 dark elixir. Yeah, I will do that trade every single time. That's insane. That's amazing value. So I don't know. I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. Like, especially because you could be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to bring a random e-drag. I don't, I don't need it. It's not, it's not efficient, but it's, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I've went to town hall 14, uh, right at around a month ago. And actually I just had a thought, this is pretty much my one year anniversary coming back to the game because I came back to clash of clans right around Thanksgiving of last year as Mm -hmm. a max town hall 10 and to see how far I've been able to come with the game in one year is amazing so Mm -hmm. town hall 14 has been such a fun experience i think the main reason why i have enjoyed the first month of town hall 14 and why it was such a grind for you guys whenever you went to town hall 14 back in april is because i have not touched my pet house (laughs) and i literally think that that's that's the reason because All I focused on has been my my heroes. So my RC, I haven't honestly not even my king. I haven't touched my king in a month. So mm-hmm. I've been upgrading my archer queen, my grand warden, and my RC. And thankfully, in literally just a couple days, all three of those will be maxed for Town Hall 14. I have put not one drop of dark elixir in any one pet. And so because I'm not multi-focused. I can see the growth. I can see the measurable increase in the heroes that I'm focusing on. So I don't feel like I'm spread out so thin that I have to farm, 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 farm so hard to, in order to get my pets and my heroes up at the same time. And I think that that had a noticeable effect on how much I enjoyed the game. And that makes me wonder, was that Supercell's original intention? Because if you look at how long it takes to upgrade the pet from day one Uh, level one all the way up to day number however long it is 45 60 days and a level four pet house typically a town hall 14 player would be focusing on getting their 
Heroes Max during that time before they have to even worry about the pets. So I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I think you you nailed it. I think part of the problem was we were doing leagues in April and we were doing leagues in May and we were doing leagues in June. And so we needed to be at the forefront of pushing our pets and pushing our pet levels up and pushing our heroes up and getting all of those things up because that's all offensive power that if you don't do and your opponents successfully do, you're at a disadvantage. Right. So we were under more stress for that reason. And in addition, there was also kind of like a bottleneck where a lot of us had hit the completely maxed marker beforehand. And so we were not able to stockpile that many magic items, which we'll talk mm -hmm. about in this yeah. episode. But, you know, like my my initial plan using Supercell's, you know, a new town hall every 18 month guideline was I maxed in February and I was like, OK, cool. I'm going to have from February all the way till June or June. so. Yeah, that's when I thought that they would introduce Town Hall 14. Right. To stockpile CWL uh, medals, to stockpile the cheap deals that we'll talk about that are good buys in the in the um, cash shop, to do all of these things to set it up so that, OK, cool. Town Hall 14 releases. I have this optimized and efficient path to max as many of the things that I can max as fast as I can. And meanwhile, I had one month of CWL and then boom, <laughs> it mm. came out. And so my my plan kind of was not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> and I do think that that's one reason I've been able to hit Town Hall 14 with a bang is because I was able to plan before I went to Town Hall 14. I mean, mm. we discussed it in the SOG Discord for weeks, literally mm -hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks before I went to Town Hall uh, 14. And I think I had two big books of building. I, and th these are not even books that I bought with cash in the cash shop. Right. I had a book of building sitting in my storage. I had a book of building in the gold pass. I had a book of heroes sitting in storage. I had a book of heroes sitting on the gold pass. And then I also, I have not used league medals for anything for the past, I would say six months, yeah, maybe, and that's, maybe that's five months. One. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and because of that, I was immediately with all of those books and with all of those hammers, I, over this past month, I've been able to make huge leaps and how far I've been able to come at town hall 14. As I mentioned, I'll have three of my four heroes, max and shout out to Darth Yoda who challenged me to get to max to see who could get to max quicker uh i also kind of got lucky because over this past month i've had two books of heroes come up in the trader shop for 500 gems and i've grabbed both of those also supercell has offered two books of heroes through the cash shop i think one was three dollars and one was two dollars i grabbed mm. both of those i came into town hall 14 with two books of heroes ready to go and i have farmed like a madman so on i it's just worked out really well for me but I've got three of my four heroes uh, that are going to be done. I have all three Inferno Towers. I have both Scatter Shots. I have my Eagle. I have my CC. Uh, and all of my storages are all done. And my pet house will be maxed here in about five and a half days. So just for the first month of being at Town Hall 14, I feel like I've accomplished quite a bit, but only because I was able to do a lot of planning beforehand. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the key to hitting these higher town hall levels is to hit it with a plan and hit it with some magic items. And you're also starting to see why I suggest rushing because the magic item value you get at it's the higher huge. town hall levels is massive. Yeah. The difference is, is like, you know, okay. If you hit town hall 10 and you have a pile of magic items and you max all these things, you know, day one or week one or month one or, or whatever your benchmark is, you're realistically only saving probably a month of time total. Whereas if you do all of these things that tip was just talking about in town hall 14, you're saving like a season. Uh, uh, you're saving like half a year. You're yeah. saving like a massive amount of time that you don't have to spend. Not maxed. And yeah. It's, and I, it's I think I, I came into town hall 14, I think with eight or 900 medals and then we had another CWL. And so I used, I came into Town Hall 14 already with a book of 
building. I almost said book of heroes. <laughs> no, 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 hammer? no book you're of heroes. You're, hey, you're talking about hammers. Hammer. You're talking about hammers. Yeah, yeah. I about said hammer heroes. I'm like, no, T's going to reach through this microphone and slap me upside the face. <laughs> remember, remember, everybody gets one. <laughs> Gee, thanks, T. <laughs> so I came in with a, a hammer building and a hammer of fighting already ready to go. So I used those immediately upon getting to Town Hall 14. And mm. then I immediately bought another hammer of fighting and another hammer of building. And literally now every seven days, I have bought a new hammer of building every single seven days. And that's what I've used for my infernos and my scatter shots in order to get them to max mm -hmm. uh and i just basically use building i'm sorry book of heroes on all my heroes to get them up to where they need to be yeah and that's that's the way to do it and the, if you go back and listen to our episode on town hall 14 and how to prep for it this is why because you know it doesn't sound like that much but every seven days tip is saving a 19 day upgrade mm -hmm. like that's enormous. That's insane. Like Town Hall 10, you get like six and eight day upgrades. So every single seven days that pass, tip is 10 plus days ahead of someone who did not do the thing, you know, that 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 spent their medals at Town Hall 10 instead of saving them. Right? Well, so this is the time of year when a lot of people want to spend money and they have money to spend. And so you pointed out that this is the time of year when typically Supercell makes some pretty darn good offers on what mm -hmm. players can buy in order to get to Town Hall 14 and Max Town Hall 14 or whatever Max Town Hall you're shooting for faster. All right, so let's like let's talk back. about where you should spend your money in Clash. And, and first, we'll talk about your actual hard-earned real-life dollars. And I think if you have any amount of money to spend on this game at all, the easy obvious choice is always going to be gold pass gold because pass, yep. gold pass like not only do you get an enormous amount of magic item value for five dollars that is literally uh, you cannot compare it to anything else that is in the cash shop because the cash shop offers are all basically steals compared to like they're they're thefts i'm sorry they're thefts mm -hmm. of your money compared to gold passes like value right uh, you also cannot underestimate the value of the discounts that you get for your training, for your lab, and for your buildings. Those are insane values that people wildly underestimate how good those things are, but they're insane. Uh, it's, it's, if you have any amount of real-life money, you should absolutely get Gold Pass any time that you have $5 to throw at the game. I, the, the only time that I would say to not get the gold pass if you're considering hey i have five bucks do i spend it on the gold pass or do i spend it on something else and that's if there's something else as an extra builder would you agree with that um yeah that 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 is true here's the thing i i i kind of go into it thinking um everybody has their builders already so I, let, let me let me go back and i think buying at least one builder with money is a decent value. However, you can get all of your builders done if you're strategic rushing and you can get it kind of easily just by pushing to champs with something like super barbs mm -hmm. and you can get all of your builders that way. So if like you only ever had $5 a month that you could throw towards Clash, I would actually probably say maybe throw five bucks at getting one of your builders unlocked and then push to town hall 11 and then push with super barbs up to champs to get the gems from your profile uh, achievements and then use those gems to buy builders and mm, until yeah, you have all of your builders just save all of your gems until you get them i know that supercell also offers town halls two through ten if i remember right it's something like five dollars for a ridiculous amount of gems and a builder can well, you remember what that deal is? The deal is from Town Hall 2 to Town Hall 9, you are sometimes randomly offered a deal that is $5 for 4,000 gems. You don't get an that's extra it. builder with it. Okay. That's it. And that's the only money that I've spent on my third account, my Town Hall 11, was I saw that deal right as I was uh, upgrading from Town Hall 9 to Town Hall 10, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> 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 and uh, that's the only one that I've actually got because I hadn't actually I was like, I'm going to do the free to play all the way and unlock all my builders without spending any money at all. And then I saw that deal. I was like, 
or I could just do this. <laughs> plan, plan busted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's the probable best deal on gems that you can you can find. But your point to the gold pass and the gold pass being so valuable, I, I know that we looked up a link on exactly how much you got with the gold pass. Do you have that link handy and can describe what the I think it was a Reddit post that described how valuable the pass is? So the person who used to post on Reddit would post every month and they would talk about the value in gold pass and what you're actually getting. They stopped posting about it, which is sad, but they typically would calculate out that it was equivalent to roughly like $300 worth of magic items and gems. Mm -hmm. That was like anywhere between 250 and 320 depending on the month and that's not even considering the discount and time and the discount and resources and the discount and training time right it is they did calculate into that value the one gem donation and they i forget the specific way that they did it they didn't just say like oh hey it's like um infinity free donation gems or whatever but like they were like if you typically donate this amount of troops and of that this amount is gemmed or you never donate any any troops at all and these are the amounts that you you could so they had like some amount in there is is the the one gem donate which not for nothing on my main that doesn't have anything to spend gems on one gem donate is why i still get it like i get i get gold pass on my main for the one gem donations and the skin and that's it The OP Golem skin, which actually they just came out with the Champion King and the Champion Queen skin. Mm-hmm. I know that we talked about this a little bit in the Discord, but did you go ahead and get those? So I already had the champions, <laughs> the Champion King skin, so I didn't have to buy that one. That was nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I ended up buying the Champion Queen skin because she gets that little flaming archer effect, and I'm yeah. a sucker. Yeah, so Tips Girl looked at me and... I think she was reading up on Discord and she said, Tip, did you buy the champion, the champion king and the champion queen? I said, Yes, ma'am, I did. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. like, Well, good. You have fun with this game. <laughs> See, that's sweet. That's great. That's well, she also knows that I don't spend a ton of money on Clash. The only things that I buy on, and we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about what we feel is best to spend money on in this game, but the only things that I actually spend money on are the less than $5 Books of Heroes in the shop. Hmm. Uh, I also like Builder Potions, and I'm going to explain why a little bit later. So if I see a Builder Potion for $0.99 or two Builder Potions for $1.99, then typically I will get something like that. T has expressed that he is not a fan of that. But before we go into detail on some of this, I also want to say that if you have money and if you want to enjoy the game, anything that's super – okay, I take that back. Not anything – Almost anything that Supercell (laughs) offers in their offer shop is going to help you enjoy the game much faster at a reasonable price. I say that with the caveat of sometimes Supercell puts out these completely ridiculous offers that I'm like, what in the world are you thinking? I would would back that (laughs) off and, and I would say, if you have money to spend on the game, a careful perusal of the cash shop offer and do what tip is saying. I would not, I would not recommend that you just like willy nilly buy offers in the shop because the value per dollar for some of these offers can wildly vary between, Oh, Hey, that's a pretty good deal to what is super sell thinking. And we want to help you be able to evaluate that and know whether or not you're getting a good deal. So first of all, we have the Supercell Black Friday deals. What did you think of those and what were they? So in the in the context of Black Friday deals, I would love to talk about some of the previous years of Black Friday deals because it can give you context for what I'm about to say. So this year, what we have, we have a $50 US American dollar deal for 1 million Dark Elixir, 30 million regular Elixir, six books of heroes, four research potions. We also have a $20 deal that has 30 million gold, four book of buildings, four resource potions, and four training potions. And we have one $5 deal for a rune of gold and two builder potions. 
So this year sucks. It's real bad. <laughs> All of these are terrible. Nobody it's so bad. Them. It's so bad. It is terrible. No, no everybody. No, no, not buying it. No, nope, no none, none. Nope. They can't even get me with any of these on any of my accounts. These are these are actively bad. Like they are so bad that I am a little offended. In fact. <laughs> and I will provide context for why I'm offended in a moment. So here's the thing with those deals, none of those things are getting you anything that's different or better. And uh, in order to evaluate all of these deals, I have to provide my base reasoning for, for why things are good or bad deals. And my base reasoning tip is kind of hinted on is that the in-game trader, the daily deals trader mm-hmm. frequently uh, every month, like he has a set order of things that he will offer every day and your day is different than everyone else's so you can't just be like hey what's in your cash shop and like check that way but clash ninja has a great tool that helps figure out what is coming up in your offers so if you're interested in that you can go ahead and look but the the reality is he will offer book of heroes fairly frequently every month for 500 gems Mm -hmm. now what that means is if you were to go into the cash shop and you're going to buy 500 gems at just like no additional cash layout, it would cost you $5. So that is the basis for all of the other math that is involved in this analysis. Yeah, and and just to point out too, we understand that you can get the $99 gems deal and that makes it, you know, $3.50 or whatever in comparison to the $5. But for comparison purposes, it's just easiest to do the 500 gems for $5 comparison. Right. And, you know, if you want to spend more money on gems, that makes the cash shop worse and the in-game trader better. But you have to lay out more money at a time, which is not necessarily ideal. Like, I don't necessarily want to drop $100 in one shot on this game and then spend that over six months. Whereas I'm much more willing to spend two to three dollars every month or so on non gold pass deals. And hey, maybe in that same six months, I end up spending the same hundred dollars, which I I don't. But for the sake of argument, say you could, I would feel better about spreading it out over that entire uh, six month period instead of having to outlay it right up front. And I'm also more willing to recommend other people do that as well, because it's easy to find two bucks here and there. But like dropping a hundred dollars all in one shot on a game that's not something that I personally like to do. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why Supercell and the company who bought them, 1010, is so genius is because the only offer, the only option that we had before they offered the gold pass was gems and gem packs. And right. so if you're going to be efficient at all with your gems, the only way to be more efficient was to spend more money and to buy that $99 US dollars pack for however many 14,000 gems or whatever it was. So now they've given us options because I think they realize that there are a ton of players in the game who do not want to lay out a hundred dollars or $50 on something, but they are willing to spend $5 here, $10 there. Right. And now, okay. So I, in order to provide context for why these black Friday deals are so terrible, we have to go back in time to 2018. 2018 was the year before I started playing. And so for my 2019 Black Friday, I was so excited. I saved money. I had a $50 it waiting in my pocket, ready to go. And I, I was excited. I was like, I'm going to be able to max like all my heroes because I was Town Hall 12 at the time. I was like, awesome. And the context is for 2018, for 100 US dollars, you got 2 million Dark Elixir. You got 15 books of heroes. You got five book of everythings and three runes of elixir. So that's, you could get all of your dark elixir heroes done. You get your grand warden done. That's 20 books. So you're getting, you know, that same $5 per book deal that we were talking about. So it's not an amazing value, but because you got all of the elixir of both types to go with it, it meant you could use most of those books immediately, Mm -hmm. which was great for $50. You could get 1 million dark elixir. Six book of heroes, which, okay, that's what we got this time. But you also get two books of everything and a rune of elixir. So that $50 deal is already 
miles better than the $50 deal that we are being offered currently, right? Because the $50 deal that we're getting currently is just six books of heroes, 30 million dark elixir, which, okay, technically is a little more than you get out of a rune of elixir, but it's only research potions. It's not even mm -hmm. books for the, for the lab. It's, it's potions, which, okay, great. I get four days off. Like that's not that good. Then the deals continued <laughs> and there were, there were more of them for $20 you got two books of heroes and a book of everything, which wasn't great. But then you could also get for $5, two books of heroes and 180,000 um, Dark Elixir, pretty which is good. pretty dang good. And they were like some other deals, but that, that's not important. So that's like the context that I view Black Friday deals in. And maybe that's not the most helpful context because 2018 was so generous and they've never done anything that generous since. But... <laughs> I always look at these things in a historic perspective and it makes me angry when these deals are not as good as they have been in the past. <laughs> and I understand like changing the books and changing the numbers and doing these different things, but like, come on, you're going to offer some of these insane deals one time and then be like, okay, but this is as good as the last time. Like they marked all of these deals in 2018 as 6X value. And then they're marking the deals in 2021's black friday at 6x value like nope yeah. i won't do it no they're out not of principle. the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not the same Come on, stop blind super sale <laughs> exactly. so yeah uh don't buy these black friday deals save your money and maybe uh unfortunately we'll be releasing this episode on monday and cyber monday are also usually a time that uh supercell releases deals and the super the cyber monday deals have never been as good as the black friday deal so i'm not expecting anything but there might be some good cheap deals that don't exist in this Black Friday deal because the cheap deals in this Black Friday deal are also bad. So when this episode drops on Monday morning and say somebody's listening to this on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday even, typically those deals will last more than 24 hours. What specifically is it that they need to look for? And I, I've already said that typically what I look for, what I like to look for whenever I see cash shop offers are books of heroes for a couple bucks. So typically two or three dollars. I'll pay five dollars for a book of heroes if I can get some other fun stuff thrown in with it. Right. Or me personally, I like buying builder potions for 99 cents or a dollar ninety-nine. What do you look for whenever you see a cash shop offer? Maybe there's a book of building, or maybe there's a book of fighting, or a group of different mat type of magic items. What specifically do you look for that our listeners can use that advice in order to make the most opportune purchase in the future? So I'm always looking for under $5. That's that's my number one. Anything above $5 is going to have to be insane value for me to consider it. Um, why, why is that? Just because for me, I'm already spending $5 on gold pass for my main and $5 on gold pass for my mini. And I generally budget about $20 a month for okay. random uh, video game purchases. And that's not mm -hmm. always clash but is often clash. So that, that's just a T. This is how much T has budgeted each month set aside. So therefore, in order for me to be tempted to purchase a cash shop offer, it has to be around that $5 range. What if you decided not to get the gold pass on maybe a second account? Would you then be a little more flexible and be willing to consider a 10 to $15 uh, cash offer in the shop? Well, so the way I look at Clash of Clans is that it is a game of infinity dollars. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so I have to set guidelines on what I'm willing to spend on this game and what I'm willing to consider as fair. And I'm not saying that Supercell never does expensive deals that are fair, but they very rarely do expensive deals that are fair. The general context is the more expensive the deal is the more they're valuing things that i don't value and so Such as resources right that's exactly what i was going to say one of the things that you see that pads out those expensive deals oftentimes are resources and i value resources at negative dollars <laughs> pretty much yeah at, like if i see something that that includes resources with very rare exceptions like the black friday 2018 offer where it was 2 million dark elixir, which like, okay, fine. I It's going to take me most of a month to farm 2 million dark elixir. That is an amount of a resource that I'm like, okay, 
yeah, that that does save some some time. That's worth mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, consideration. But when Supercell does something like they throw like 1.5 million gold into a deal, I'm like, no, that actively makes me less inclined to buy the <laughs> the package because I, mm-hmm. I hate that. Like I can farm that in three attacks. Like why would I spend money to not have to play the game that I enjoy playing? That doesn't make any sense to my brain. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, and we we've also we have have had farming episodes. Me and you have discussed how to farm effectively. And for example, this past month, I've done I have done a few boosted sessions. Uh, I think I've done four boosted sessions, and I've just been casually farming. I mean, I'll pick up my phone on a break at work, and I'll you know do a couple loot raids. You know, at night we'll be watching a TV show. I'll pick up my tablet. I'll do a couple raids while we're watching. We're on this the Arrow series right now. Me mm-hmm. and Tips Girl are, and I've been able to loot 2.5 million Dark Elixir just so far this month, and that's one reason why I've been able to get my heroes up so high uh, is because of that. But it's so right. easy to get loot if you just put forth a little bit of effort, just a little bit of effort. Right. And not only that, the context of the total cost of your maxing journey is in the billions, the literal billions of resources required. And if you put it in context of that, it's like, what is 1.5 million gold or elixir going to do for me? Like nothing. Compared to the billions. Yeah. No, it's It's very true. It's like a drop in the bucket. And and not only that, in order for you to max, if you're not going to spend infinity dollars, uh, you have to have habits and and like enjoyment out of farming. And you need to consistently farm because it's like a giant marathon. Like imagine if someone told you, okay, cool, we're going to run a 26 mile marathon. I can shave off one second of one of the the minutes like that you are going to be running for with a $50 offer from supercell, <laughs> right? Like, will you spend $50 so that like you, you will finish a nanometer early? Like it, I know, no, I will not, you know, like that's, it's not something that I'm willing to spend money on. Like now, uh, I don't know, like people have different priorities and some other people don't like farming. I just don't think like the the amount of resources that are ever offered in these deals is anything that's going to significantly change your ability to max or not. So to me, anything that includes resources, I just don't care about and it actively makes me less likely to purchase it. And that's just what ends up happening on the above $5 deals. Like it's it's very rare that you see like a 10 15, 20, 50, $100 deal offered by Supercell that doesn't include some amount of resources. Right. And then that's essentially like Supercell values those resources at a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Whatever that dollar amount it is, it is a dollar amount. And so that is coming out of the value of the rest of the things included in that deal. So that's why for me, $5 is that sweet spot where Supercell is willing to give you one to two books at $5, like frequently you will find a five or $6 deal with two books in it. And that to me is starting like, okay, now we're talking now, now, now you're getting T interested. Like now you're starting to uh, appeal to the things that I'm into. And then if they add resources to it, it's just, okay, that's a nice little bonus. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not going to turn down 2 million free elixir you know, like if it mm-hmm. comes with the things that I actually want. Yeah. <laughs> I always laugh whenever I see the skins and I really want the skin. I, the, the champion skins did not come with any resources, but I laugh when there's a skin that I want and they throw in 5 million gold and 5 million elixir. I'm like, who even cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. The but, still, but thank you, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the, Maybe. This, <laughs> yeah. Like the sceneries come with some. And I'm like, I honestly, I purchased the Halloween uh, scenery so fast i don't even know if that came with <laughs> or not but i know one i one of the other ones i purchased came with resources and i i it was funny because i was uh in the middle of farming and i had a specific goal for the amount that i needed to farm for the next upgrade and i was like okay i need to farm like the last like two million gold or whatever for this upgrade uh because i got busy at work and i couldn't farm during my lunch break and i bought the scenery and then I could start the upgrade and I was really confused. <laughs> it was like, wait, where did this gold come from? Like, it wasn't even like part of my assessment of whether or not I was going to purchase this thing. Um, so just to clarify, are Books of Heroes literally the only thing that you'll buy in the cash shop? They're the targets because like we've talked about player experience before. 
And as much as I value hammers of building and hammers of fighting because they make such a meaningful mark towards your maxing time, right? Like they, they because like you're gaining them with in-game resources and they give you a meaningful difference of your time to max, I prioritize those. It's almost like the opposite. Like with my money that I'm going to put into Clash of Clans, you value I want... experience. Right, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. And so even though technically a book of building is better and should be valued at more money than a book of heroes, I don't personally value them that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas a book of heroes will let me max my heroes earlier, which lets me use them earlier, which meaningfully impacts my enjoyment of the game. So I know that's kind of hypocritical to be like, hey, with my dollars, I value my experience. And with my in-game resources, I value progression. But that's just like the split that works for me personally. Yeah, well, I and I, yeah, I think too, I, I have fun with the upgrade process. I en- right. I enjoy farming. I enjoy looking at spreadsheet the game as T likes to describe it. And mm. this archer tower is going to finish in five days. And this scattershot is going to finish in seven days. And I have a builder coming due in two days. So which, which buildings do I need to click on? What resources do I need to farm? And mm. I love the planning process. Like I, I right. know People who listen may find that weird <laughs> that I'm a nerd and I love looking at one of the the best updates that Supercell added to the game is whenever they started listing out the different builders, what tasks they were working on and how yes. much time was there for each task. Yep. Because then it 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 was almost like I was an accountant and I was doing all of my accounting in a ledger with pen and paper and then all of a sudden microsoft introduces excel right (laughs) so that's what it was to me it was this oh my gosh i can see it it's in black and white and it's in a list t T knows how much i like lists one two three four five (laughs) and not only that like it also highlighted it, like I get like a little bit of anxiety, like light, not a lot, but a little bit of light anxiety <laughs> when I have idle builders and that list mm-hmm. helps kind of plan that out. Like, okay. Calls me down. Yeah. 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 Like, cool. <laughs> I got two whole days. Like, yeah, I might not have any resources today, but I have two whole days until my, my, the, the next builder frees up. Like that's plenty of time. Like mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Yep. But it also lets you realize like, okay, but I, I do have to do my attacks. I can't wait for two days for that builder to free up. But I'm also not going to be surprised when that builder frees up. So, so per- it- perfect example is this last Thanksgiving over these past couple of days, I knew that I was not going to have a ton of time to farm. We've been doing lots of stuff with family. And so I planned it out. I looked at that list of builders to where I would ha- not have a builder coming free for four days. And so I looted like crazy and farmed like crazy to plan it out so that I would have four days between the time when that last builder would finally come due. And that would give me four days to farm mm. it, it. And it was perfect for me being able to plan to that detail and, and that planning that spreadsheet management it, it tickles my brain. It, it <laughs> makes it feel so good. Like, seriously, right. I love it. And, and I get it that there are people who don't enjoy that aspect of it, but that's a huge part of the game that I just absolutely love. It's the spreadsheet management of it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think if you have any intention of being a maxed player, like maxing Tunnel 14, I think you need a little bit of that. And if you don't have that, I think your goals have to change to be something different. Mm. Because without that, you're just not like it's always going to be a massive grind and you're never going to get the amount of enjoyment required to to finish it. You know, mm-hmm. like if like I, I know that I will never sign up for a marathon because I've signed up for shorter distance runs and I have not enjoyed them. And I know that <laughs> in order to do a marathon, you need to not just enjoy the short runs. You need to enjoy the short runs so much that you're willing to do a lot of them in a row. <laughs> right. And it's like, you, you can't, you, you have to set the goals appropriate. Like when I'm looking at events that I want to do, I like biking. So I know that if I wanted to sign up for a century ride, which is a hundred mile ride, I know I could do it because I know that I enjoy biking enough to, to 
train and do the small bike runs and and do all of these things so that I can build up to the 100 mile ride. And Clash is no different. If you don't enjoy the process of managing your builders and your Town Hall 10, like maybe you should just max Town Hall 10 and then do comp wars at Town Hall 10. Because you're not good, it's not going to get any easier. It's not going to any shorter. It's not going to any better. So you either have to try to find some way to enjoy it or change your <laughs> expectations. Mm-hmm. So I I do want to point out that I understand that there's a difference between farming and there's a difference between the warring part of the game. In fact, we had Big Dion about a month or two ago, and he mentioned that he just does not like farming. And I, I think he said he did enjoy it up to a point, but it just got to the point to where it really felt like a grind. But he absolutely loves warring. And for somebody like that who's willing to buy these expensive, I would say, offers in shop, and you're willing to take some of your hard-earned money in order to get to a max level, that way you can war effectively, we're not judging you at all. No, there's no, there's zero all. judgment here. If you want to spend 50 or 100 or 200 dollars whenever they introduce a new town hall to get your heroes max insta day 1, that's great. I I think me and I think you two as well T, basically all I'm saying is I enjoy the grindy process. So for example, when I went to town hall 14, they gave me that town hall 14 offer which was a level two pet house and four books of heroes and 300,000 dark elixir for 50 bucks. One of the reasons why you were able to talk me out of that is because that's two weeks. Sure. I could have been max quicker maybe in those two weeks, but that's also two weeks that I wouldn't have gotten to enjoy the process. And I think that means different things to different people. I agree. And I, I think also one of the reasons why I was able to convince you was I just did the math and said true. that it was $23 <laughs> worth of books. And you were like, oh, yeah. I'm not wasting $27. There's right. no way that I'm wasting 27 bucks. <laughs> right. And so that's that's like the, the thing that I want to stress for everyone is to, to figure out whether or not you agree with me on $5 for one book of heroes is because that's how I evaluate everything. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have a different metric, that is fine. But figure out what your metric is, and then that lets you evaluate all of the various things that Supercell offers in the cash shop and figure out what makes sense for you and for your budget and what you're willing to spend. So I actually use that as a metric for my builder potions. Uh, In fact, if I look at the Book of Heroes for $5, if I buy that from the trader shop, that's a total of six days and eight hours of hero time, which is in total 153 hours. If I buy a builder potion from the cash shop for 99 cents, then that works out to 54 hours of training time that's passed. And the reason why I love builder potions is because I get these moments where I just love to farm and I farm and I farm and I farm and I farm. And then I look at my builder list and I have full storages and I'm like, crap. I don't have a builder coming due for two days Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I, I hate gymming a building finished. And so I'll throw a couple builder potions down. And so I like to keep them in reserve because of that. And so if I look at the book of heroes at 153 hours, saved, if you use one book that works out to about three cents per hour that you save. If you look at a builder potion at 54 hours saved, for 99 cents, if you buy it in the cash shop, that works out to about two cents per hour. So in my mind, it's about the same. If you compare a $5 book of heroes and a 99 cent builder potion, it's actually about the same cost. And me getting a builder potion reduces my anxiety by huge amounts, <laughs> knowing that if I, if I go through this farming phase, I have three builder potions that I can use to speed it up just a little bit. And I'm not going to be sitting on my hands for two days going, oh, crap, look at all that, that DE, look at all that elixir and all that gold just flying out the window. I don't know. Right. What, what do you, I tried to explain myself in a tea-like fashion. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of my argument? <laughs> um, I, so I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily a bad argument. Um, and I understand that having more builder potions is good. And we've talked about this before. Builder potions are one of my favorite magic items in the game. The reason I don't do that is mostly coming down to 
that kind of difference between player experience and um, progression experience where for you, the builder potion that you're buying out of the cash shop is a meaningful difference in your player experience. So I get that. That makes sense. And like, that's a valid use. And it's like, it's 99 cents. It's not like you're trying to justify a hundred dollar purchase right. because it lightly in, uh, reduces your anxiety. And it happens <laughs> maybe, maybe twice a month. If right. That, you know? Right. So. And you know, 99 cents here or there, like I, it's not going to break anybody's budget and I'm not going to try and warn somebody that like, hey, if you do this frequently, like you, you might go broke. Like, no, you're not. You're, it's a 99 cents. So like, that's fine. The reason that I don't is one, because builder potions are something I prioritize in game whenever they're offered for any reason. And Supercell does a pretty good job of offering a reasonable amount of builder potions every month. So like that kind of lets me do the same sort of thing. Like uh, on my main, my builder timers are done, but before they were done, they were so long <laughs> that it was only like once or twice a month that I would need that little bit of booster, like builder boost to, mm -hmm. to get that little extra juice to like not waste resources. And so I, I like, I don't know. I, I think when I first started playing, I was more like you where I would buy those, you know, 99 cent builder potions or, you know, a dollar for two builder potions or mm -hmm. $2 for three or wh whatever it was because I was like so excited and I wanted to do more. But as they've released two full town halls more since I started playing, I just end up looking at the total hours to max timer. And <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's infinitesimal how much of a change it it adds i mean if we're talking about a nanosecond off of a marathon we're talking about a teeny teeny tiny tiny, tiny, tiny nanosecond whenever you yeah. look at a builder potion yeah <laughs> so uh, I, I get that i i believe it's a picosecond a pico. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually there's a we, there's a good guy who i've known for quite a while named ou he has one of his accounts which is the teeniest tiniest account of mm -hmm. all of his, I think he has 10 different accounts. His bottom account is Pico OU. <laughs> and I love it. I yeah. love that name. He has Nana OU and Pico OU. <laughs> yeah, P Pico is the next lowest unit. Well, not next, but it's one of the next. Like, it's a, a smaller unit of measure. It's a real thing that exists. <laughs> I love um, it. But, yeah, like, I, I don't know. For me, at this point, I'm like, okay, I it's that argument still works. It still makes sense. It's still roughly the same dollar value, but it's the same reason why I kind of don't even really buy the $5 book of hero offers anymore, unless there's something extra in them. I'm really looking for the $3 or $2 book of hero offers. And the reason I'm doing that is because my account's maxed. I'm now at the point where gold pass isn't giving me any book of heroes because I already have one in storage the free book of heroes that are offered throughout the month, like the uh, currently available um, last Topanai. chance qualifier challenge. Yeah. That challenge mm -hmm. and that's offering a book of heroes. So I, I suggest anyone who's listening, if you haven't done it, you probably should. It's not the easiest thing. It's it. Mm -hmm. I've only managed to do it once so far. It's kind of a challenging attack because lots of things it's are going so on. random. <laughs> yeah. The, and I, that's the toughest part of that attack is you put your troops down. I, I think I had to attack it five or six times before I tripled it, but mm -hmm. literally every single time that I attacked it, my troops went a different way every yep. single time. And I put them in the exact same place every single time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the difficulty of spam attacks. It's really yeah. hard to control and you have to adjust and do, but anyways, it's it, like Supercell <laughs> offers books of heroes throughout the month and I, I can't claim them on my main. So on my main, I'm looking for those really cheap, really good book of hero deals, because if you buy the cash shop deals, you can stockpile them. So whenever Supercell releases the next amount of heroes, whether it's my expectation is the December update, but maybe it's not until town hall 15, which would shock me. But whenever it is, I've now stockpiled seven books of heroes and I've only had to spend $2 mm -hmm. once or twice a month to do which it. Which is worth it, which is worth it. Right. And, and that, that means like I now have enough. Supercell doesn't, doesn't really release hero levels at the top level in increments higher than five. So I have enough to max one of my heroes day one, mm -hmm. which means, hey, I can max my Archer Queen day one, which means farming with an Archer Queen is amazing and mm -hmm. I can do it. And I also have leftover ones that will help me get my warden done super fast. And one of the things that Supercell has kind of designed into the game is that 
everything is kind of exponential where if I have my Archer Queen done, that makes farming easier, which means getting all of my other heroes maxed faster is easier. And then maxing the next one makes the rest of them easier and easier and easier. And then until like, okay, well, by the time I only have my Barbarian King left to max, well, he's going to be easy because uh, I have three heroes up for most of my attacks. And that makes all of the farming exceptionally easier. You know?